Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka health officials reported five new coronavirus cases last week. The new cases were reported between Monday, December 28th and Sunday, January 3rd, according to city data. A woman in her 20s, a woman in her 40s, and two women in their 60s tested positive, along with a young man under 10. Four of the patients were experiencing symptoms when they received testing. Most of the patients were tested last week, though one of the patients received testing on December 10th, 18 days before her case was reported. Health officials were unable to complete contact tracing for the patient, according to information on the city's COVID dashboard. All five patients are Sitka residents. One of the cases is tied to community spread, and the rest are considered secondary, meaning they had been in close contact with a person who was diagnosed with the coronavirus. As of Monday, Sitka health officials had reported 273 cases since the pandemic began last year. Two of those cases were considered active, according to city data. Sitka's schools will be virtual for a few days following the holiday break and return to in-person instruction in all buildings on January 11th. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. It will be exactly two months to the day from when they left that Sitka students will return to their buildings on January 11th. Interim Superintendent John Holst says the restart day isn't specifically tied to Sitka's infection rate, which is down, but to district policies regarding holiday travel. Well, we had uh, just a huge number of staff members who were traveling, and we've we've uh, wanted to stick with our travel guidelines, which have kept really kept us our staff safe. Uh, and so we require seven days between the two tests after they ride back. Even so, according to district metrics, which use the testing date of confirmed cases rather than the reporting date. Sitka has dropped back into the green or low-risk alert level. The 14-day rolling case rate is at 5, and there are two active cases in the community. Back in early November, Sitka's cases were surging past the 14-day rolling case threshold of 12, and there were two district staff members who had tested positive. In consultation with Search Chief Medical Officer Dr. Elliot Bruhl and the rest of the Sitka Unified Command, Holst made the call to close all schools but Baranoff Elementary on November 11th. Now, Holst believes the signs are favorable for getting back on course. It's easy to close and hard to open is what the advice has been from Dr. Bruhl. So, uh, and and as, as luck might have it, it's going to be easy to open because <laughs> we're back in the green. The district has updated its homepage with more detailed information about confirmed cases in each building and the number of confirmed cases of transmission in the schools, which Holst says remains at zero. He says mitigation measures in the building are working, and compared to last July, there is a growing belief that schools are the best place for many kids to be during the pandemic. What would be the reason to shuffle the kids out of a safe location into one that you don't know if it's safe or not. Along with in-person classes starting on January 11th, the district will also resume extracurricular activities and sports with an abundance of caution. At a listening session with the public in December, Holst shared survey results showing that 80% of parents wanted their children back in school. Holst says the district was already moving toward a return to extracurriculars, again cautiously, and the return to green has made the decision easier. We need the students to have some sort of sense of normalcy in their lives. I think that's really important. The education stuff's important too, 
but the psychological uh, value of kids um, going to school and knowing, you know, that they're safe and they're with their friends and their teachers and um, they're learning stuff, um, having an interaction. I think those are all really, really important things. Holst says that in-person school will resume on the same terms that it ended back in November, with shortened school days, modified lunch programs, physical separation of classes, synchronous and asynchronous options for students who choose to remain at home, and regular testing of staff. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Over 10% of Sitkins have received the initial coronavirus vaccine shot. As of Monday morning, Search had vaccinated 2,760 people, according to spokesperson Megan Bozak. 905 of them were in Sitka. That count doesn't include the 100-something first responders vaccinated at the Sitka Fire Hall in mid-December. When the Sitka Unified Command met on Wednesday, public health nurse Denise Ewing said that the state's allotment of Pfizer and Moderna vaccine was larger than she'd anticipated. That meant they'd begin phase two of the vaccine rollout by early February. And that would look like our um, congregate living facilities, uh, working facilities that are congregate, and um, those at risk and uh, those that cannot be reached through uh, other means. Search began offering the vaccination to a small segment of the public in the last week of December. At the time, the state was still shaping its recommendations for who qualifies for the vaccine during Phase 1B, and most providers still weren't distributing the vaccine to the public. Early on, there was some confusion about who qualified for the vaccine at Search's first clinic in Harrigan Centennial Hall on Tuesday, December 29th. In an initial press release, Search said the vaccine would be available to patients 65 and older and essential health care workers. That later shifted to 75 and up. And then another release was issued. It didn't specify age or other qualifying information. It simply encouraged Sitkins to sign up via the online portal and wait for a phone call from a search representative. On Thursday, December 31st, the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services released its final recommendations for 1B. Essential workers and those 65 and older will be included in this wave of vaccine distribution, beginning on January 11th. The state is breaking from federal guidelines recommending 1B be reserved for elders 75 and older and essential workers. Fire Chief Craig Warren asked for patience from the public. There aren't clear defined lines of, for all the way through all the tiers, how, who gets the vaccine when and what your order is. And I'm, I've probably had 10 to 12 phone calls today at the firehouse just wondering what my, my thoughts are. I'm asking for patience from the uh, public we're doing the best we can and we're not wasting a dose. That's the good news. And we are getting it out just as fast as it comes to town. So be patient. It's coming. Sitkins can sign up for the vaccine at search.org and a representative will call to schedule an appointment when you become eligible and as vaccines become available. You can find links to the sign up forms on our website at kcaw.org.
Yakutat has reported two new cases of the coronavirus. The most recent positive case was reported on December 30th. The person had symptoms when they took a test on December 27th, according to a press release from Yakutat Public Safety. The Yakutat Community Health Center says the case is related to travel. Another positive case was reported in Yakutat on December 24th. The person did not have symptoms when they took a test on December 23rd. Yakutat received its first 100 doses of the Moderna vaccine at the end of December and began vaccinating medical workers and first responders. Next in line are the elderly, people with underlying medical conditions, and higher-risk individuals. It's year-in-review time for public broadcasters. Yesterday, we heard the big stories of the past year in Ketchikan, Petersburg, and Wrangell. Here's a look back at the year from KTOO in Juno. I'm Jeremy Shea with KTOO with this look back at Juno's biggest stories of 2020. The official count of residents that have had COVID-19 is nearing 1,000. Five Juno residents' deaths have also been attributed to COVID-19. Donna Pratt was the second. She spent most of July in the hospital, struggling to breathe. From her hospital bed, she saw misinformation about the pandemic spreading online and spoke up. This is not a joke. I am not being paid to do this as a hope. This is real life. This is my real life. Schools and the University of Alaska system shut down. For the most part, they stayed physically closed, but classes returned virtually. It works for some families and has been a huge struggle for others. For mom or Orlando, it was somewhere in between. We can't just like set it and forget it. (laughs) We can't just like put him on the Zoom and walk away and he's got a full day of schooling. That's not how it's going to work. 2020 was forecast to be a record year for cruise ship visitors. Turned out to be a total bust. Some businesses adapted, some scaled down, some will never recover. City officials put together a raft of relief programs funded by the Federal CARES Act. Juno is not immune. Juno is not immune. Activists turned out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement after Minneapolis police officers killed George Floyd on video. Protests, discussions, and listening sessions led the Juno Police Department to release its use of force policy. It also led outgoing Assemblymember Rob Edwardson to help create a new committee tasked with reviewing local legislation for systemic racism. Alaska Native leader, former lieutenant governor, and longtime Juno resident Byron Malott died unexpectedly in May from a heart attack. Then Jody Potts shared her firsthand account of what Malott did to her that led to his abrupt resignation from state office in 2018. For the first time, the city and borough of Juno ran its municipal election by mail. It went smoothly, and it likely had a role in voter turnout. It was a 20-year high at 42.7%. And finally, let's not forget the lumbermen. That's the derelict tugboat that's haunted Gasino Channel and this list for about three years now. It's still floating. Harbor Master Matt Cresswell says it'll be towed and sunk offshore in early spring under an EPA-approved plan. In Juneau, I'm Jeremy Shea. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. Thanks for tuning in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Good morning. This 